Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 138 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Matt Rabel. Matt is a developer advocate at Okta and a web architect for Rabel Designs, striving to find the best solutions for developing web applications. He also writes a lot of technical blog posts on the Okta developer blog, as well as articles for InfoQ. Matt is a fan and developer of the J-Hipster project, and he develops and maintains the J-Hipster mini-book and the Ionic J-Hipster module. So Matt, can I ask you perhaps to expand on that intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, so uh, I've been a web developer since the early 90s. In fact, I started developing web pages in HTML before Netscape even existed. And uh, I didn't expect to have a career in IT, but turns out I had a knack for it and uh, started doing development full-time as a job in the late 90s and then got into Java in the early 2000s and public speaking in 2004. And it's all been a roller coaster since then. Right. So you obviously enjoy the the web aspects of um, development. Um, is that something you deliberately pursued as, as sort of the internet sort of exploded and expanded? Yeah, so I got my start with HTML and JavaScript, and what I learned as I started doing Java development in the early 2000s was it was always best to be the guy that wrote the UI or the person that wrote the UI just because that's what people saw. So if you were doing demos, you were the one that got the accolades, right? And so um, I've always kind of enjoyed doing UI development, and I've always had that good feedback from when I've done it from clients and customers. Yeah, it definitely is the sort of the face of uh, IT development, isn't it? That front end, um, as you say, user interface um, development and design. Yeah. Okay, Um, Matt, can you perhaps share a career tip with the IT career energizer audience, one they may not know and should? The career tip that I have that I've only actually created in the last couple of years is to create a six-week plan of the things that you want to accomplish. And so as a developer advocate at Okta, this has really helped me out a lot because when I first started, you know, speaking at various conferences or writing blog posts, we always had to basically plan out what we are going to do. And if you don't have a plan, you're kind of thinking about it every week. And so what that has enabled me to do by having that six week plan is not only act on it, but accomplish a whole lot. And that's just been really nice for me. But At the same time, I think it pertains to my career currently, which is developer advocate, which oftentimes you get to make up yourself, right? You get to decide your blog post, you get to decide where you're talking, you get to decide what you're talking about. And uh, might not always be the same for someone that's like a full-time developer, but I still think it's a helpful goal or helpful thing to do both personally for your personal life, but also for your professional life. Is that something you revisit on a weekly basis so you have a rolling uh, six-week plan? Is that how it works? So we actually have a weekly status meeting. It's not really a status meeting. It's more of an email that gets sent out 
and we all report what we worked on that week. And the reason for that is so we can send that out in a newsletter, an internal newsletter each week to say, hey, you know, we published a blog post or we attended this meetup or we spoke at this conference. And so I'm constantly adding, you know, my accomplishments to that list for each week. And so I do revisit it on a weekly basis. And what I've learned over the years is to make it somewhat generic instead of saying write a blog post on Java and Spring Boot, say just write a blog post. And that's helped me a lot. So, Matt, can you maybe tell us the story of your worst IT career moments and what you learned from that experience? I have two, and they both have silver linings. The first career worst moment would probably be just getting laid off from LinkedIn. So I started working at LinkedIn in 2007 on a contract basis. They had hired me to help them decide on a good job web framework. Um, They wanted an open source one. And so I worked there for about six, maybe eight months. And after that eight months, I said, great, we love your work. How about you build a team and, you know, either help us write a brand new web framework or use an existing one and show us how to adopt it. So I hired a few friends and we went to work. Uh, Two months later, they talked us into being full-time employees. And six months later, they laid us all off. Um, We were a remote office in Denver. And it was 2008. So in the US, that was kind of a downturn in the economy. And a lot of startups that weren't quite public did that. And so the silver lining was we were actually not enjoying the work because we weren't doing any UI development. We were tasked with other things. And we all got picked up by Evite the next week. So bad day, good day kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely a silver lining getting picked up by another organization. Yeah. 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 And then The second one was only probably five years ago, and um, I was a consultant. I've been a consultant for most of my career, about uh, 19 of the 21 years, and I couldn't find a contract to fill up 40 hours a week. So I already had one contract that was 20 hours a week. It paid very well, and I couldn't find a second one. And so I just worked 20 hours a week for about three months, and I was you know, emotionally hurt because you know, I felt that, you know, what's wrong with me? I can't find a full-time gig. I can't, you know, fill up all my time. But then I realized that having 20 extra hours a week was a glorious thing. And I started walking my dogs daily. I started cooking. I started doing more with my personal life and really became a happier person because of it. Right. So again, yes, that, that's a sort of a, a benefit that uh, you managed to realize as a result of that situation. But, but was there anything you particularly learned, particularly from the LinkedIn experience that you were able to take forward? Well, the LinkedIn experience was quite interesting because we were hired to do one thing and we ended up doing another. Um, at the same time, I mean, that was probably the most disappointing part, right? We were we were good at one thing. That's what our skills were. And as a team, we were each tasked with individual things to do. And so it was one of those things where we got hired by one person and then two weeks later we all got a new boss right right? and the new boss decided that our skills would be better suited other places but because of that we never really got a turn to shine we never really got a chance to show our skills so we were kind of shoehorned into you know a non-productive position so you know what i've learned from that is you know if i'm not utilizing my skills then uh, maybe it's time to find another job Okay, so moving away from uh, your worst moments or moments, can you maybe tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? Yeah, so I've got a few of those. My Probably my early one was way back in 2004 and 2005. 
I actually started an open source project in 2002, shortly after my daughter was born, and it was called AppFuse. And it was basically a way of creating a brand new project that had Spring and Hibernate and struts at the time and made them all work together. And so that wasn't quite something that existed in the Java world. If it did, you probably would use EJBs. And so this was a non-EJB solution. And it became wildly popular over the next four years and peaked in like 2005 and 2006. And so that was certainly like a crazy time in my life because I was getting so many emails and basically working 20 to 30 hours a week on that project, as well as having a full-time job or a full-time contract. So it was great because, you know, I had a lot of feedback and I was doing a lot, but the fame, you know, had its price with those work hours. Sure. Um, yeah, must have, yes, impacted on your on your family life, presumably. Right. I got divorced shortly after. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Oh. But, I mean, you know, you look at it two ways. One is that, you know, if I hadn't put those 80 hours in for those couple of years, maybe I wouldn't have done as well as I have in my career. But at yeah. the same time, you know. So, Matt, can you maybe tell us what excites you about the IT industry and careers in IT? Well, for me, I came from a background in college where I was studying Russian and international business. And I had this background with HTML and JavaScript that I just played with on the side and, you know, had built my own little sites with it. And the fact that I was able to take what little knowledge I had and become an IT professional and then build upon that to, you know, have a good career and do well, um, I think anyone could do it just because I was all self-taught and, you know, studied a lot, but tried hard and was able to succeed. So I think that's the most exciting thing. It's tough to do say that about, you know, every industry or career. Okay. We're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Sure. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Well, the first thing was HTML. And like I said, I went to school for Russian and international business. I had spent a summer in Russia and I had an okay time, but not as much fun as my friends were having back in the US. And so I decided from interviewing that maybe Russian international business wasn't a great job just because there wasn't a lot out there yeah. and I wasn't getting a whole lot of you know interviews. And so I decided to go to college for a fifth year and chose finance as my third degree. And what I learned from doing finance was it was a similar experience. I mean, there was plenty of jobs, but they all paid low. And I had a friend that was in computer science as a degree and uh, he was getting offers that were three times as much as mine. So I stayed in for five years. I got the three degrees, but I started auditing computer science classes and ended up getting, you know, not three times the offer, but double what I would have for finance. And so it was, I'll be honest, the money attracted me. Right. Yeah. Do you think that's still um, true today? Well, if you don't pay me, I'm probably not going to work for you. <laughs> but Yes. But in terms of the, the difference or the differential between working in finance, for example, and working in IT. Do you think that's still valid? Well, because of the 2008 turndown, I'm glad I chose IT instead of finance. But I think, you know, if you excel in any sort of job, especially finance, you can probably make a lot more than you could 
in IT. So I don't know that that is still true. I think, you know, the cool thing about IT is that if you're curious, you can keep learning and keep improving yourself and keep gainfully employed. What is the best career advice you've ever received? So this was probably in 2005, 2006. I just worked for a startup um, for about two years and it was shutting down and they had billed us out as consultants. And so, you know, they gave us a certain rate and, uh, and then they charged, you know, 20 to 50 to 100% on top of that. And as that company wound down and I talked to the CEO about what I would do next, he said, make sure and double your rate. Right. And so I was able to double my rate that year and 20% each year for the next five to six years. Right. Okay. So make, make sure you get paid for what you're worth. Yeah, just ask for more. I mean, a lot of times people don't ask, right? So yep. they never really get it. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. And a large, large reason to that is because I had this dream in 2004, and you can read about it on my blog. I bought an old Volkswagen bus off the internet, off eBay. And for six months or for every... I thought it would be done restoring it every in six months for 10 years. And, uh, and that thing finally got finished last year. And that was such a dream of mine. And to have it come true and it somewhat be financed by my career in IT, it's you know one of my lifelong dreams that came true. So I wouldn't want to change that. Right. What, what do you do? Do you travel around in it? Yeah, it's got about 5,000 miles on it. I uh, drive it around Colorado here and got 21 windows and a sunroof so when the weather's nice we put the top down and yeah good old time great have you taken it on any long distance journeys yet i've just taken it across state um i haven't quite taken it we were going to do a trip up highway one in california and they had a big landslide that closed that road so we didn't do that one but there are plans we just haven't quite done it yet okay good so, Matt, what career objectives do you currently have? So I somewhat feel like I've already succeeded at my goal of being a successful developer. So I tend to focus on smaller term goals. So first of all, I'd like to keep what I'm doing because it seems to be working. Um, but for this year, I'm focusing on getting better at drawing. Um, for the blog posts I write, I'd like to have some more hand drawings in them as well as recording video, uh, doing screencasts and recording meetups. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? I would say public speaking. Does that count? Definitely, yes. Yeah, very useful skill indeed. How did you get into that? So public speaking, the first time I ever did it was 2004. And in front of a large audience, it was at ApacheCon in Las Vegas that year. And a friend that I knew, I had a couple of friends that did it and they suggested I do it. I'd never done it. And just like everyone else, I still get very nervous before I do it. And that day, though, within 15 minutes of being on stage, I was comfortable. And I think that was a very non-normal thing to happen to people. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I still get very nervous before every talk, but I tend to get comfortable you know, halfway through. And so that's been a very valuable skill. Um, I would also say just being an outdoorsman. Um, so I work from home, 
but I tend to take walks and bike rides every day. And on those walks and bike rides, I think of all kinds of ideas that relate to my job and tend to make things better. Yeah, it can be quite therapeutic to be outside just doing doing something and let your mind to drift and wander and think about other things. Yeah, and it helps a lot that I live in Colorado where it's 300 days of sunshine a year. <laughs> yes, definitely. You should try the UK. You can't <laughs> do that. <laughs> okay, Matt, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Energizer audience? So two things. One thing would be that if you really want to get something done, you should close your email, close your Slack, turn on some music, and write some code. Basically, eliminate the distractions, and you can find that it's very productive to you know write code in that kind of scenario. The other one would be is if you're looking to see some modern architecture and how that might work, check out Jay Hipster, jhipster.tech. And finally, sort of leading on from that point anyway, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? So I'm on Twitter at M-R-A-I-B-L-E. I'm also on LinkedIn using that same M-Rabel handle and Facebook and GitHub. So I'm lucky to get them all. Matt, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you, Phil. Have a nice day. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening in to today's episode and to my guest career tips, advice and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e and then the number of today's episode. And a quick reminder that the show has now three episodes every week on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. So make sure that you are subscribed to the show to get new episodes automatically downloaded. Also, don't forget to join the IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group. You'll get to engage with other like-minded people, get to find out more about upcoming guests and other episodes, and can get involved in the future direction of the podcast. It really is a great pleasure to be able to talk to so many inspirational people from across the industry and to be able to share their stories and advice with you. Thanks for listening, and remember... If you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.